2632G. Power. W-R-O-W. Albany. I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Let's start with a constituent question. The constituent writes, when can we expect to see information about summer youth employment for 2017? Imagine that we're talking about summer already. But yes, I mean, the application process starts now. And so the applications are available at all Albany Middle and High School guidance offices or business offices. So uh, it's important that uh, if you're listening and your child hasn't brought home that application, make sure that they know that they are available. We're going to be holding a number of pre-registration clinics at the schools and at the libraries. So we'll be in schools during lunch hours. We'll be in the libraries in the evenings so that people can come in if they've got questions Mm -hmm. about how to fill out the application. Just check out albanyny.org and look for summer youth employment. What are some of the jobs and how big a program is this? Well, it's a very big program. We have, you know, typically about 1,200 young people that participate. We have a number of job opportunities within the city. We do a program within the police department called an Explorer program. Mm -hmm. We have one in the fire department. We have young people working in summer camps. We have young people doing uh, office jobs, young people who are working for our water department. So lots of opportunities, and there are still opportunities for employers to sign up to be able to take on summer youth employees. And we have a training that we do. We've really made and and made this program more robust. I say all that with a big however. However, if we do not get the $12.5 million in funding and we're notifying everybody of that in the application, then we won't be able to proceed with this program. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. If you have uh, questions for the mayor, you can email them to askkathy with a K. That's uh, at albanyny.gov. Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. Let's go to some topics uh, in the news. Rezone Albany unveiled uh, the plan that's been worked on for a long time to simplify the zoning ordinances uh, in Albany. Uh, How is that going to work? Well, I think that this has been a process that does take a long time. I know when I first became mayor and they said, Mayor, it's going to take two to two and a half years to redo the zoning code. I thought, how could that possibly be? But it requires a lot of input and there are a lot of moving parts. It's not just what our zoning rules are, but it's rules with respect to land use and to, uh, you know, looking at the landscape that we have now, all the variances that have been granted, but it's also looking at that procedure and how is that procedure going to work. And I'm really pleased to say we had a lot of public input, lots and lots of meetings, and we now have a plan that's in front of the council for approval that makes things easier. It makes it easier for our residents. It makes it easier for businesses. And I think that's going to be good for the economic development that we want to see in every neighborhood in the city of Albany. In the media coverage, uh, one quote from yours kind of stands out. You said, uh, we met the enemy and uh, he, or, he is us. I mean, we're, what's, what do you mean by that? So we were part of the problem. When you looked at the number of non-conforming parcels in the city of Albany, it was really staggering. And that's because we had a city that evolved and changed over time so that we got to areas where there were parts of the city where 80% of the parcels were non-conforming. What happens then is if that building goes empty under our old code, if it was empty for six months, 
you couldn't use it for that non-conforming use. So if it had already been divided into four apartments, it could only be converted back to a one or two family. That didn't make economic sense. It also didn't fit within the fabric of the way that the neighborhood had evolved over time. We had restrictions with respect to the size of a lot so that virtually anybody who wanted to put up a fence or build a deck not only had to get a permit to build it, but had to go through a zoning process to get a special variance. So we have fixed that. And I think that when we make it easier for people to understand the landscape, to understand what they can do in a certain neighborhood and where they uh, where their investment is going to go, we're going to get more investment. The Common Council must approve this, correct? That's right. It's in front of the Common Council. And I really encourage the Council. Obviously, they need to take a hard look at it. But we have been lockstep with the Council members through this entire process. I know that our director of... Um, of planning has had at least two meetings with each common council member. We've gone to the neighborhood associations. We've really done all this work up front. And there is a six month pause. So at six or a six month review, I should say. At six months, we're going to take a look at this. There's a mandatory provision in there. So that if there are any un- unintended consequences or tweaks that we need to address, we can address those. What do you hear from uh, residents and uh, business owners? Well, from business owners, it's clarity. They like clarity. And so we have a business owner who was at our press conference who wants to open a restaurant on Lark Street. And under the old zoning code, he would have needed to get six variances. Now he has to get one uh, special use because he wants to uh, serve alcohol. And that's the only extra thing that he needs to get under the new zoning code everything else is permitted which makes sense we have restaurants on lark street so you wouldn't expect to have to go through six different review processes in order to open one another story in the news this week the palace theater the common council voted 12 to 3 in favor of transferring theater ownership to a nonprofit in return for $25,000 a year from the nonprofit for 30 years. You support it? Why do you think that's a good deal? Well, I do support the transfer of the theater for a number of reasons. First of all, our taxpayers have a $4.2 million, and that's the minimum liability that we are going to have to spend that money within the next 12 to 18 months to do repairs on the Palace Theater. We're responsible for that right now. The taxpayers are responsible for it. We also insure that building. That costs us between sixty dollars and $100,000 a year. The taxpayers are paying for that right now. With this transfer, the Palace will be able to access grant funding. They'll be able to access uh, historic tax credits to be able to do a redevelopment, not just to fix what needs to be fixed in the building, but to actually enhance that building and increase the number of nights that that building is live, which means more people on the streets, more people in our restaurants, more cultural opportunities in the city of Albany. So I think it's a win all the way around. President Pro Tem Conti texted me last night to make a note to say that what they approved was that the minimum price was seven hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. with this twenty five thousand. So I think he's encouraging me to try to negotiate more. One of the things that we are looking to negotiate into this contract is a look back. So in five years, we're going to look back. We need to see how the palace is doing and talk to them about what uh, we may be able to expect in an additional pilot payment from the palace. Okay. There are a lot of people anticipating that this is going to be you know a big boon and uh, you know that it's going to be incredibly successful. I hope that. It is. We need to negotiate and understand that arts organizations very rarely, if ever, make a profit. Mm. 
But if I read some of the, the criticism correctly, what the critics say or is that okay, maybe the price is good or okay, 750000 but you're getting this small sum every year. It's not... You know, not that much. Well, you know, I will say as a manager of, uh, of a municipal budget is that, you know, that one shot of money can be dangerous. When we have one shots and we spend it all in one year in our operating budget, and then we don't have that funding right. the next year, it really then creates more problems down the road. I like the opportunity of creating a revenue stream, and I'd like to see that revenue stream grow over time. Uh, but I like to see the opportunity to create a revenue stream so that I can create certainty and we can create certainty for future budgets. I'm not just thinking about the next four years. I'm thinking about, you know, 10 years down the mm-hmm. road, 15 years down the road. How do we build a bridge to a sustainable budget? Also, the uh, theater board has to come up with a community benefit plan. What is that? That's right. We want to build right into this agreement the benefits that the community gets from the Palace Theater. People don't want to see the free summer movies go away that are provided for young people in the neighborhood. They want to see certain events that the Palace hosts on behalf of the city to continue. They want to see jobs go to residents in the city of Albany. And so similar to what we were able to work out with the building of the convention center space, you know, we're going to be looking for those same types of insurance uh, assurances. The convention center opened and, you know, one of the great things about that was that the overwhelming majority of the contractors were New York State contractors. The majority of those contractors were local contractors and they exceeded their minority and women-owned business goals. St. Patrick's Day is, is coming and St. Patrick's Day festivities are taking place uh, in Albany this Saturday. That's right. And all of these festivities are organized by a parade committee that's made up of the Irish heritage organizations, not only in the city of Albany, but from around the region. It starts with mass at 9 a.m., at Blessed Sacrament Church here in Albany. Then there is a parade in North Albany, the Limerick Parade, that marches from noon to one. And then, of course, the big parade, as we call it, in downtown Albany, it kicks off at two o'clock. And throughout all of that, there's going to be a family festival festival from noon to five in Academy Park. That's the park right across from City Hall. There's going to be music and vendors and step dancers. That's put on by the Irish American Heritage Museum. They started that tradition last year year. Thousands of people came through. And so we're really looking forward to making this an annual part of our St. Patrick's Day festivities. Another uh, story in the news uh, this week had to do with uh, municipalities uh, cooperating, uh, cooperation with Albany County. Will the city of Albany join Albany County in a regional 911 call center to increase efficiency, I imagine, and save money. We are already well down the road for this. We've been talking about it for just over a year. We've had a number of meetings, not only with Albany County, but with our friends over in Troy and in Rensselaer County. Now that we have interoperability with the radios and the communication platform that we're all using, it opens up opportunities for us to share services, to be backups for one another. And so we absolutely are working with the county to look at 
the opportunity to consolidate that. We're, we, we're working with uh, County Executive Dan McCoy on a number of initiatives in looking at how we can share services. You know, the city of Albany was so antiquated. We didn't have a modern IT system. We now have that. We implemented it over 2016. We now have automated timekeeping. So all of these uh, investments that we've made create the opportunity for us to be able to better share information and to be able to better integrate with the county and with other municipalities. Another uh, point that came up in uh, Dan McCoy's uh, State of the County address, is Albany City joining the county in, in putting some money into uh, getting vacant and abandoned properties out of the land bank? Absolutely. So we committed certain of our funding that we have uh, there were two sources of funding that we had for vacant and abandoned buildings that we invested at the time that the land bank was created. We also have a million dollars that we are investing in 17 in the form of grants, and those applications are actually going to be available very soon. We're not uh, giving that million dollars directly to the land bank, but what we're doing is we're working with the land bank to prioritize land bank properties. The land bank has funding and grant sources that are available for certain properties, but sometimes that's not enough and there's a gap. So we're going to be working with the land bank to utilize this million dollars to provide that gap funding. Somebody might need an additional $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 in order to make a rehab of a building work. So we are working very closely with the land bank. We're exploring a number of different innovations that have really been spurred on by working more closely with Troy and with Schenectady and learning from one another to really take the opportunity to get properties into that land bank and to get those properties then rehabilitated and back onto the tax rolls. A university at Albany uh, proposal to expand in the city of Albany uh, got a boost this week with an anonymous $4 million donation uh, to a building an engineering school uh, at the f- former high school uh, that's located on uh, Western Avenue. Now, the university seeks uh, many more millions of dollars for this, including a lot of money from the state. Uh, what's your reaction to the anonymous grant? Well, I think that it is great news for this program moving forward. We know that having a strong engineering component of UAlbany will only strengthen the ability for businesses to incubate out of such a program and into the city of Albany creates tremendous opportunity uh, for new business development and also getting that downtown campus campus more active, more activated, more students, more professors, more things happening there, more opportunities. Our high school students can literally walk from Albany High School right to that college. So think about the opportunities and vice versa uh, for there to be collaboration and cooperation. So I hope that they are very successful in getting the funding that they need. We're doing a corridor study. We really are looking forward to the opportunities that having an engineering college right in our downtown would provide. And uh, we talked about this last week, but the new convention center is uh, open 
Um, what do you think of it, the Albany uh, Capital Center? And how did the basketball tournament, the MAC tournament, go? Well, the convention center itself is world-class. It is spectacular space. It is can stand up to uh, convention space in any city across the country or around the world. It really is spectacular. I want to give a shout-out to Dahl Taylor, who did the artwork. There are these spectacular panels throughout the convention center that are um, really speak to the cultural institutions and the history of our city. And then there are flat panel displays. And if you're interested in something on one of his panels and the artwork, you can press on it and learn more about. So, you know, if you see Cherry Hill, you look at that building and you say, what is that? You can press on the screen and learn more about Cherry Hill and when it's open and when you can visit there. So it's really spectacular. He's a local artist who did a phenomenal job, but the space itself is wonderful. And it's really great. There was a basketball court set up on the main, you know, uh, convening space, they can fit a number of basketball courts up there so teams can practice um, in advance of tournaments. That's how we're going to get the NCAA tournament here. Mm -hmm. But we bounced basketballs from City Hall down to the convention center, and the kids went up the escalator, and when they saw that basketball court, it was like Christmas morning. (laughs) You know, I mean, their eyes lit up, and they raced out onto the basketball court. So it was just a Great tournament, great space, exciting tournament, disappointment for the home team ultimately, but uh, certainly a lot of excitement. Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan with us on Talk of the Town. A couple more uh, shout-outs as we end the program. You stopped by the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Center or or one of the sites uh, in Albany. That's right, and if you are thinking about still waiting to do your taxes, don't pay somebody to do them. People who make less than $54,000 a year generally can have their taxes prepared for free. They can file for free. Nobody should be taking any piece of your refund. Lee Ray, is that how the name's pronounced? Yes, it is. Okay, and and he, uh, Albany teen, uh, native of Burma, uh, he he, uh, did a concert in Albany. He's quite, he's a composer. That's right, he did, and it was a great night, and it was so great to see teachers there from Giffen Elementary, where he went to elementary school, Myers Middle School, uh, the high school. The support that was there for this very talented young man was really a great thing to see, and, you know, to see... Families from, uh, you know, every walk of life, uh, it's really spoke to the diversity of the city of Albany. This immigrant family uh, and his his partner in crime in uh, in the um, his uh, I forget their fine young gentleman. Uh, I'm not getting that right. But any sorry about that. But is an African-American young man. Uh, He was there to support him and his family. So it was just great to see. And also the Namijan Lunch was held, if that's how that's said. That's the city in Holland. It's a yes, yes, Um, yeah. Nijmegen. Nijmegen. Um, Yep. And we're going to be doing a lot of great things. I I gave a a talk at the uh, AOH about the history of Tulip Festival and how it relates back to Nijmegen, and we're going to be celebrating that history at this year's Tulip Festival. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. You can email questions for the mayor to. Ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. On Magic 590 and 100.5 FM, I'm Bob Cudmore.